The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. All right, welcome to Talk is Jericho. It's the pod of thunder and rock and roll, and I'm going to kick off the show today with a reminder to order my upcoming fourth book, No is a Four-Letter Word, coming out on August 29th. You can pre-order it at my Amazon store, amazon.com slash shop slash I am Jericho. It's a uh, self-help book, a motivational book, giving you 20 principles on how you can achieve the goals in your life that you want to achieve, coming from a guy that wanted to be in a rock and roll band and wanted to be a wrestler and was told at all uh, at all stops that I could never do one of them, never mind either one of them, and here I am uh, doing both at the highest of levels. So thanks to all of you uh, who have always believed in me, and you're going to love Noah's a four-letter word. Lots of great stories. The uh, uh, bad cow principle is a good one. The meeting uh, Keith Richards principle is a good one. The uh, Gene Simmons principle is another one of my favorites. The Vince McMahon principle, another good one. Lots of great stuff. August 29th, Noah's a four-letter word i'm going to be announcing all of my uh, book signing dates coming up soon uh, remember you can pre-order it now at amazon.com slash shop slash i am jericho also thanks to all of you who uh, have been listening to judas uh, is now number two on the octane biggins countdown which is uh the biggest rock station on satellite radio and to be number two is insane can we make it to number one uh hopefully we can also at number 24 on the active rock radio charts and number 26 on the billboard active rock chart so judas huge hit for fozzy thanks to all of you who have checked it out um i've been dreaming about being in a rock and roll band since i was a kid and today if you want to know what i was like as a kid well here's your chance to find out the scoop my two best friends who also happen to be my cousins my brothers uh wise cousin chad and how's it going todd halawatyak are on the show today uh it is the childhood of jericho I was growing up, man. All right. Wise Cousin Chad has been on the show a couple of times before, uh, especially talking about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, where uh, he was the guy I was texting as I was listening to Yoko Ono P. If you haven't heard that story, you will hear it, because uh, it's in. No is a four-letter word. And, of course, how's it? Uh, what's the good word, Todd? Um, <laughs> his younger brother. Uh, my two brothers. It's Todd's first time on Talk is Jericho. We spent a lot of time together as kids every summer at each other's houses 
houses, family vacations, more concerts than I can count. I also took Todd to his first bar when he was 15. You're going to hear that story. Our fake IDs were terrible, but they worked. Uh, you hear the story of a lot of crazy stories and antics along with uh, tales about creating our own comic books and movie review magazines. We rated James Bond films, Strange Brew, uh, Breaking, Dawn of the Dead, even a movie I can barely remember called Blue Thunder. And we're doing all this as my uh, cousin Brittany, Chad and Todd's younger sister, is getting married this week in Yorkton, Saskatchewan. So you're going to hear all about the childhood of Jericho. I was growing up, man. But why is cousin Chad and what's the good word, Todd, are coming up. But first, once again, thanks to all of you who got Judas to number two on the Octane charts, the Biggins charts. Number two with a bullet. Can we make it to number one? You be the judge. We're going to play it for you right now. Here it is on Talk is Jericho, Judas by Fossey. Personified, and I will drag you down and sell you out. Run away. I am cold like December snow. I have carved out this soul made of stone, and I will drag you down and sell you out. Embrace by the Something left for me to say 
right. Still uh, top 10 in iTunes metal charts and top 100 on the iTunes rock charts. Thank you so much. The album will be coming out in September by Hooker by Crook. And Judas will be on the set list for our upcoming Judas Rising European tour starting October 27th in Birmingham, England at the O2 Academy. We're going to Dublin, Belfast, Chester, Manchester, London, Sheffield, Glasgow, Newcastle. Then we head over the pond to mainland Europe, Amsterdam, Offenburg. I'm still getting that wrong. If anybody knows how to pronounce that, please tweet me at TalkIsJericho on the Twitter. Let me know how you pronounce Offenburg. Bretagne, Switzerland, Roncade, Rome, Vienna, Munich, Essen, Hamburg, and Genk, Belgium on uh, November 18th. We're going to be rocking all those places, and we're doing the greatest VIP uh, money for, for your mouth value you can get. Uh, you can get all the VIP information at FozzyRock.com. We do uh, pictures, we sign, we answer questions, and more importantly, we do a mini concert for all of our VIPs. Once again, FozzyRock.com. Come check it out and come be a VIP with Fozzy. It's one of the greatest experiences you're going to have, uh, and being at the show is a great experience. So get your tickets now and uh, get ready. Fasten your seatbelts, because wise cousin Chad and how's it going, Todd, are here. But first, I got to take care of one of the great Talk is Jericho sponsors who's been taking great care of me for years, not just as a sponsor, but uh, physically, mentally. I'm talking about Diamond Dallas Page and DDPY. I know a lot of you are already on the DDP Yoga program, just like me. It's changed my entire life. And remember this if you live in the UK, WWE Hall of Famer Diamond Dallas Page just announced the DDP UK tour. He's bringing his uh, amazing stories, ridiculous over-the-top motivation, hilarious Q&As, and his live DDP yoga workshops to the UK. The DDP UK tour hits Glasgow, Manchester, Birmingham, and London. September 2nd is when it starts. You'll be able to meet Dallas in person, take a selfie with him, have him sign an autograph, and get some real insight on how to do yoga properly to get in the best shape of your life. Join in on the inspiration meets perspiration and experience Dallas's infectious energy for yourself. Go to ddpuktour.com to reserve your spot Get all the details. That's ddpyogatour.com. And if Dallas is not going to be in a city near you anytime soon, get the DDP Yoga Now app and get on the track to healthier living. I've got the DDP Yoga Now app on my phone, so I can open the app and do a workout wherever I am. There's over 150 workouts on the app, as well as the opportunity to do live workouts from the DDP Yoga Performance Center in Smyrna, Georgia. And DDP Yoga can help you get in shape and live a healthier life as well. Believe me, Dallas has thought of everything because he truly cares about everyone. He wants everyone to live a healthier life and meet all of their fitness goals. I am a perfect example of this. And his DDP yoga program is great for anyone and everyone, any age, any skill level. Diamond Dallas Page has made it so easy for you to get on board his life-changing program. Just take advantage of this tremendous deal that Dallas is offering. He's giving you 20% off the DDP Yoga Now app and all DDPY merch, swag, and clothing. Just go to ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. That's ddpyoga.com com slash Jericho. It's time to own your life. Get in the best shape of your life physically and mentally. Start today. Do it now. DDPyoga.com slash Jericho. It is the way to go. The best workout you could ever have uh, in your life. And I'm the living proof of that. Hey, have you heard? Podcast One has a whole bunch of awesome new shows filled with big names that are waiting for you on our brand new amazing app. This one's a game changer. There's Norman Lear talking to Amy Poehler, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, and Charles Barkley. Geffen Playhouse Unscripted with Brian Cranston, Josh Gad, and soon 
Neil Patrick Harris. Nice. OC Real Housewife Heather Dubrow's World. Lady Gang's Three Mimosa Podcast with Leah Michelle, Nelly Furtado, L. King, and more. Plus every episode of the Adam Carolla Show, Dan Patrick, and Rich Eisen. And if you like what happens in the ring, we've got Steve Austin, Chris Jericho, Chael Sonnen, and a whole bunch more. So download our one-of-a-kind new app and see for yourself. Go to the App Store, Google Play, or download it now at podcastone.com. Talk is Jericho. Probably um, my two best friends in the world are also my cousins that uh, grew up together. The Hollow Oddics, wise cousin Chad. Hello. Uh, making him, was maybe your third or fourth appearance? Okay. Yes, yeah. And then, and then we got, uh, what's the good word, Todd? Your first appearance here. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> All the way from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. <laughs> Sasky boy. Yeah. <laughs> Happy to be here. <laughs> so um, we decided we wanted to have it. First, we're going to do a Camp Jabon cast, which is like uh, Camp Jabon was the Ukrainian camp we went to when we were kids. But thought we'll expand it to all the stuff that we did when we were kids because we, we, we grew up together. Uh, I'm two years older than Chad. Chad's two years older than Todd. So we're all very close in age. And our moms were cousins, right? Yeah. So we're like second cousins. Is that the lineage? We might even. I think we're even further than that somehow. Really? Yeah. I think like, I think we're third cousins. I'm not exactly. How sure does it how work? It so if your moms are cousins, then they had kids, and we're wouldn't that make you second cousins? Yeah. It's like your grandma and our grandma are sisters. sisters. So how you, how are you figure that out? Okay, That's sisters, yeah. they're cousins, and we're the third thing or whatever. Yeah. So, but it's also like. A, a very Ukrainian uh, family. You guys grew up in Yorkton, Saskatchewan. Yo! Tell us about Yorkton a little bit. Uh, Yorkton, it's um, small, 15,000 people. It probably still is today. So that was back in the uh, 70s. I don't yeah. think it's changed. Um, there was two high schools, two couple junior highs, and um, we, yeah, we didn't have much. We had a, uh, we had a mall, and that was kind of the, when that thing got built, the uh, Parkland Mall, that was, uh, that <laughs> was a big, big deal. Thing. That was a big deal. So it was a big deal for you guys to come to Winnipeg, right? Yeah, the big city. I mean, we were um, we were we were really small. So then, you know, we looked forward to every every summer getting a chance to go hang out in Winnipeg. That was a highlight for us was uh, coming to uh, Winnipeg in uh, in the summers and uh, hanging out at your place. And what we would do is I'd come stay at your guys' place for a week, and then you'd come stay at my house for a week, and that was usually like it was usually back to back, right? Yeah, and then the. the very rarely that I, I, you know, the parents would drive us maybe a little bit, but usually we get thrown onto a bus or a train and it's like, you know, throw Todd and I, we go on the Greyhound. And, and then, how old are you guys at this point? Geez, I mean, 10 and eight. Oh yeah. We were super young. Like, like oh, yeah. you, probably today you wouldn't throw kids on the Greyhound by themselves. Probably right? today. Are you kidding me? Kids can't even go outside by themselves at eight and 10, but think about that, right? Eight and 10, let's say on a Greyhound bus. Yeah. Here's your lunch. And you know, eight hours cause you would stop everywhere. Yeah. So I think, you know, if you drove the highway, it's like Four and a half hours to Winnipeg, right? But yeah. eight hours later, we're there in the bus. <laughs> <laughs> but let's see, we, we were talking before this about how, you know, when we were kids and you would want to com- communicate with each other and keep in touch with each other and do stuff. And now it's all about the devices, right? It's your phone. Yeah. It's the computer. It's the email. It's watching YouTube. You know, not, not to sound like back in our day, but it was not like that in our day. You would have to actually be creative and use your imagination and, and, and uh, be smart about how you would keep in touch and do all these things. Yeah. I mean, we would, um, we started by writing letters to each other, right? Yeah. The old, the old fashioned way. And, and it got to the point where it's, it's kind of like, you know, these letters are so long and I, we just came up with the idea. Let's just tape, let's tape ourselves on a cassette <laughs> and then we'll just mail it back and forth to each other. So that's how we, that's kind of how we did it. We would just Sit down, hit play and record on a little cassette deck, hey? Which is actually a pretty smart idea, right? It is. For just kids, because like, nobody told you to do that. You would just do it, right? 
And it was exciting when, uh, you know, you go to the mail and, uh, and or it arrives in the mailbox and uh, you, you Chad pop. and I would uh, throw it in our uh, ghetto blaster, right? <laughs> and uh, it was great. And then uh, we'd uh, record right back and send it right back to you. And uh, that's how we communicated. Yeah, I, I remember that uh, for some reason, I still remember one letter that you wrote me and it's like, uh, mom just made a banana cream pie. I can't wait to sink my teeth into it. <laughs> I don't know why would you remember that, right? But we all we all had a nickname. Well, you guys said you were video Chad. Yeah, self proclaimed, or was it? I, I don't know. I mean, I was I was always the guy, the tech guy that would kind of the tech guy in the seventies. Yeah, I would figure. Yeah, <laughs> high tech analog guy, and I would I would figure it out. And uh, we, you know, back then we also had. Um, you know, the, like the video cassette recorder. So, you know, I, I'd know how to set it up, how to how to dub from one tape to the next, and all that kind of stuff, and yep. how to copy. Right. Our uh, our dad, Rusty, uh, is uh, he was one of the first guys in uh, Yorkton to get a VCR, wasn't he? He was. I oh, think he was the first. He was guy. the first guy that I knew that had a VCR. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we were uh, we were ahead of our time there for a bit. And, and I remember uh, like going. You're going to school, and Michael Douglas. I, I don't know. Was it the Mike Douglas show? There was like a yeah, talk Mike show. Douglas, yeah. Mike Douglas show. So. I'd go to school. I think I was in kindergarten. That's when he. That's when he got it, or in grade one, max. And I'd go to school, and I'd, I'd say to tell the kids, "Yeah, I'm going to go home after school, and I'm going to go watch Mike Douglas." And they're like, "What are you talking about? Mike Douglas is on right now." I'm like, "Yeah, you come over, and I'll show you." Magic. I remember that Russ used to get the the Saturday Winnipeg Free Press in Yorkton, which I'm sure I'm still not sure how he did that. And he would get the the TV guide for the week. Then he would call our house and ask my parents to tape movies for him. I remember one time I was stagecoach with John Wayne. Cool. Stagecoach is on Saturday night at midnight. Can you tape it for me? <laughs> because, you know, here's the thing. Like, you did not have uh, access to movies. Like, if the movie came on TV and you were lucky enough to get it, that was it because you couldn't go. You were just being able to go rent the movie. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, and I think that's why, like, you know, that's why movies back then, we, which we did all summer, You'd always see held over for eight weeks, held over for 12 weeks. They in the theater. They yeah, yeah, they don't hold over movies anymore because you know you're going to be able to see it. Well, right. there's probably numerous reasons, but you know. No, but if it came out in the theater, once it went away from the theater, you had no guarantee you'd ever see it again. No, that's it. Just, just think about that concept for a second. Everyone listening right now. When the movie came out, when Star Wars came out, and when it was done after like 42 award-winning weeks and then it was gone – you, you would never see it again. It's gone. It's, it's gone done. Until they put it on, you know, uh, CBC or CTV. Which was, maybe, but maybe, yeah, yeah, you had three channels to watch movies on, yeah. you know? I remember what I used to do was my mom would, uh, I always wanted to watch horror movies. And my mom said, you can watch them, but you have to go to sleep first. So I'd have to go to sleep at 1030 and then wake up at midnight and go downstairs and watch the movies and then come back and go back to sleep again. Because if you didn't go watch it at midnight, it's done. Yeah, the late movies. Yeah, I mean, and then it's gone, right? Yeah. And then they used to play. They would have sometimes 3D movies, right? Yes. Like I don't know how they did it, but you know, they you'd have to go from you'd have to get your glasses from the cable company or something, or, or like Seven Eleven, and then you go and you watch like Black and White King Kong or something. Well, that that's one of my first memories of uh, of summers in Winnipeg was doing that. Uh, Ted would bring home the 3D glasses, yeah, and, uh, and we'd kick back and uh, after swimming in the backyard in the pool and. Uh, and we'd watch uh, these, uh, like, Godzilla, wasn't it? Like, I, I remember that. something about an ape that was uh, attacking, uh, it was like a normal ape that was attacking people. It was like the atta- night, of the, night of the Ape or something. <laughs> I don't know, but it was cool, man. I, yeah. I'm like, wow, this is very Go cool. Go get some pizza, which would be, yeah. you know, pepperoni ground beef for us, and Chad would have to get a <laughs> ham and pineapple. Of course, even last night. Yeah. <laughs> we had pizza last night, and then that's, yeah. There's six guys here. He gets two pizzas for us and one pizza for him. <laughs> <laughs> Hawaiian. But, so, 
so the, the 3D thing, and then here's another one. Remember when we started, when the video stores started, video stores started opening, the one that was near my house was OKS Video. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, I do, yeah. And, and remember what we were watching? We went through a couple phases, and the one phase that we were watching, do you remember what it was? Three Stooges. <laughs> three Stooges, man. <laughs> so yeah. we went through Three Stooges and rented like 10 Three Stooges tapes. Nice. Yeah. I, I forgot about that till now. Yeah, uh, but remember? Yeah. We just were obsessed with the Three Stooges oh, and watching them. And then the other one was the James Bond movies. Yeah, James, oh, yeah. yeah. We loved Sean Connery, James Bond. Wow. And, the, and you know, you look back now, some of those cheesy Bond movies, right? But for us, it was super cool. Just to have it was great. The gadgets. Yeah. What's the gadget this movie? <laughs> What's the gadget? <laughs> yeah, but we, but you would go rent the, I remember, and you'd go rent the, the, the movie, and, and uh, oh, I hope they have Dr. No. Oh, Dr. No's out. I don't know. Like, it's so funny to think about how, how that used to be back then. How you, you yeah, know. it's just every, it's, it's the, the accessibility to everything, uh, you know, just even like, just you know, calling, calling each other on the phone. We didn't do it because it cost a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Like long distance charges were what? 30 cents a minute or something like wow, that. that to go to the, it was high. It yeah. was really high. Right. So you just, and there was no long distance, you know, programs. You just had to. So, so yeah, accessibility and, and getting a video. And if it's out for a week, it's out for a week. It's gone. tough luck for you. And then that's like we were saying too, like if you, if you had nothing to do during those summers, because we'd always be doing something, lots of swimming. Yes. Even though you guys couldn't swim. <laughs> Yeah, we were we were bad, and then Mum just, you know, well, we, we not Mum, but us, we had to wear these these orange water wings because we uh, we would sink, right? <laughs> Couldn't swim. Right? And, and orange water wings, they're kind of like uh, you put them over your bicep, and they're like little floaties. Yeah, inflatable, a little. Right, and think just think about the concept of that. Like so flawed, like your your arms are up and your body's still sinking. Yeah, just that's you just use your legs, I guess. <laughs> So we would have races in, in the pool, and, and Chris was like a fish because he, you know, he was swimming every day, right? Yeah. And he would give us a pool length head start. <laughs> there's there's videos that Dad has of that, right? And, and you'd catch us, right? like a pool. Like you guys would start swimming, and it would take you like an hour to swim the length, and then I would go. You have to go to one end of the pool and back. And back. Yeah. And I just would kill you every day, just showing off, like just little idiot, like, okay, guys, go. And I would just go. And we're flailing. There's this, all you could see is this orange and splashing, right? <laughs> Two guys just trying to get to the other. <laughs> and Chad uh, and I would be, uh, yeah, fighting for uh, last place and, uh, and pull, tugging on each other. And uh, meanwhile, Chris is already done. So, yeah, but uh, we, had, uh, we had some great but times. But the diving, Todd, like you, you were brave. You would, there was a diving board and Todd could dive, no problem. He would do flips and Chris would do flips, right? And. I couldn't even dive. Like I would stand on the edge of that diving pool, or the diving board, and you guys would be like trying to come on, Chad. You go, Chad. Do, come on. Just, just put your arms in front of you. Just put your head down. And I would go, and I and I would just get so mad at myself, and I would walk off the diving board. But he would always be like, "Should I go? Should I go? Yes. Go. Should I go? Go." And just standing there, like for like ten minutes, fifteen minutes, with the on the with the little floaties on, probably shivering because now it's going. <laughs> With, with your hands like in a praying position because that's how you dive. So it's like, should I go? Should I go? And finally after a while, it's like, fuck, dude, I don't care. Yeah. Go, don't go. Do whatever you want. It doesn't matter anymore. You know? But, but And also, too, another thing would be like, okay, so um, we've got nothing to do. Like you just said, Chad, let's, let's write a comic. Yeah. You know, let's do a comic book. And you, Todd, you draw this. And Chad, you do this. And you would just sit there for hours and, and create art. Yeah, there was a. Um, the, the, I can't remember the comic book. I remember your character was like a, a ninja dude in a you know in a leather vest, kind of looked like one of the warriors or something like that. <laughs> and he had throwing stars. And yeah. then and then you know we would have. I, I think I had some lame bendy guy, 
Uh, you know, yeah, it was so, superheroes, right? It was a super. We did a superhero comic, right? But we would do panels, and it would, we would do it over days, right? Yeah, and it was fun. You'd go, you'd go in your little corner, and you'd come back. Hey, look what I did. Okay, well, yeah, I think I had an Iceman guy too, or something. And then it would be like, okay, well, I got to fit that into this panel, and. So you would do like a page, yeah. and then I would do a page. Would Todd do a page, or was he too young? I was. Uh, I think I was coloring. Yeah, you. Were, I think you were coloring. <laughs> Give him the colors. <laughs> and then there's the famous uh, movie review magazine. And that, that was yeah. That was on. I remember that was on a train trip from. Um, the train would stop in Melville, Saskatchewan, outside of Yorkton. We could take the train. What is, what is the chant, Todd? Uh, the Yatesy Yatesy Kubasa. No uh, Melville. Uh, no. Um, Melville, Melville, Yorkton, Yorkton, rah rah rah, Melville, Melville, Kuba saw. That's yeah. That was that was the big the big insult. We're calling them, we're calling them Ukrainian sausages. <laughs> you stupid idiots. Okay, so we're doing so yeah. The- we go on the train and, and then we um we would uh, review movies right, and everybody would get a page and they they do their movie review. You draw a little picture of it, and I still have it. I still have movie reviews. And every movie like the, what we reviewed, Strange Brew and and Octopussy were the two. Uh, you know, the two ones that I can remember. and Because uh, <laughs> with all the movies, are, I remember Blue Thunder got a review, a, a little-known Roy Scheider helicopter movie. So let's look at the, the front cover. Okay, so that's mo- the other page back, yeah. Oh, because movie review, uh, and it's movie review, and it's uh, the ones that were reviewed that, that time was Blue Thunder, Ghostbusters, Conan the Destroyer, Christine, Footloose, Star Trek, uh, looks like an Indiana Jones, Dawn of the Dead. What a lineup. Interview, <laughs> uh, by, by Chad H., Chris I., Todd H. How did you get top billing in that? I think he must have done one, pa- one page or something. <laughs> he might have helped with our reviews because we were very – it's like Rotten Tomatoes, right? The three of us would have a, have a consensus on a review. And well, what, what were the – Firefox, Tank, Police Academy, Breakin'. Breakin' was the one. Revenge of the of the Ninja. Ah, yes. We went through a big ninja phase. Shoka we'll get Suji. to that, too. Shokasuji. Uh, so, uh, Strange Brew, uh, ratings from 1 to 10. Uh, Strange Brew got a 9 out of 10. That's very good. Okay. That's, that's accurate. Um, Octopussy, ratings from 1 out of 10. Oh, that one got 10 out of 10. Wow. We love that yeah. one. We love that movie. Maude and, Adams. Yeah, so that was a good one. All of them pretty much got uh, 9s or 10s, yes. I think. We weren't, we weren't very critical with our reviews, <laughs> right? Yeah, and then uh, right after that... Uh, we, we would act out a skit uh, yeah, with some of these movies. Like that's that was one of my uh, fond memories is uh, uh, the skits in the backyard by the pool. Just uh, filming on like Rusty's video camera yeah. or something. Yeah, and uh, uh, we'd uh, incorporate uh, you know James Bond and Indiana Jones own one. We'd have the cap guns, the fake cap guns, and uh, <laughs> yeah, the pop guns. Yeah. you would actually have to put the rounds and they'd come in a little circle and you yeah. shoot them, and then you'd have to eject the uh, the empty right. shell totally. and put the new one in. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Jericho. I was going to say, so, so our, our, it was Video Chad uh, and Ninja Todd, yep. but our roles, we all had ambitions of what we were going to do when we, when we grew up. And, and what, Chad, what did you want to do? Yeah. Well, I, this is, I wanted to be a priest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, and uh, I, wanted, I, I remember I wanted to be a priest with a Ferrari. 
So, Father Don, a televangelist. <laughs> yeah, or you know, yeah, I don't know. The money would come from somewhere. Um, that was yeah. That was my. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I was in, you know we were uh, we were altar boys, mm-hmm. and you know the reason that we would join altar boys is because we would they'd have a ski trip every year. <laughs> And that was it, right? It was all about the, uh, it was all about the extracurricular stuff. So there was the, the altar boy group was huge. And all we, I remember those meetings, we would just plan to go skiing and where are we going on our next trip? And that was it, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah we got to go to the altar and do our thing with the incense, right? And, uh, you know, how many times did we pass out? Cause we were, had the candle right under our nose. But, yeah. Um, but anyway, that's, that's why I probably thought, oh yeah. Okay. So cool. you, that would be cool. So you want to face Todd? What were you going to do? I wanted to be a, a football player in the uh, Canadian football league. So, <laughs> and. And, uh, and then you found out they made sixteen grand a year. Yeah, like, no, yeah no. maybe not. Yeah. So uh, I was. I've always been into sports and uh, natural athlete. Yeah. Well, thank you. And <laughs> uh, and uh, that's why that's why it was such a thrill coming to to Winnipeg. And you had the back the backyard pool, man. And uh, I was always in that pool uh, as much as possible. And uh, okay, so you're gonna be the football player. Yeah. You did play football at least. Like I, you know, I didn't go to the priest. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't like go to a monk school no, or anything. No. But Todd so, played football. So so and, and my thing was I wanted to be a police officer. Right. That's what I wanted to be. And the idea would be that uh, Todd would become a famous CFL football player. <laughs> I would be his security, and Chad would bless him before <laughs> games. <laughs> to guarantee those wins. Yeah. We had it all worked out. <laughs> but so you were talking about the Ukrainian uh, shtick here. And, um, uh, and, and well, like I said, one of the things was going to Camp Shaban, which was a Ukrainian camp. Now, the funny thing is this. Todd, you were just there in the area. And sent me a picture of Camp Chabon. Yeah, we were there uh, a yeah, couple it, yeah. months ago. Yeah, yeah. crazy. It was a shit, shit hole. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, think of the worst summer camp that you've seen in any movie. So, like, a, just a bunch of barracks that are like, that was 30 years ago, but the, the white paint is peeling off and it's just mud everywhere. But yeah. Camp Chabon was like such a, a it thing. It seemed big when you were there. Yeah, right? young, right? It's a lot and smaller it, now that, I, that smaller, we're there. Yeah. That was and it's been renovated since. But I was always I was always caught uh, in the middle. So you guys were full on Ukrainian. My mom is Ukrainian. My dad was not. So when I hung out with you guys, you guys were eating uh, Ukrainian food like was it halapsi? Yeah, holopsi. Give me, give me yeah. some more. Yeah, holopsi, perohe, kubasa, studenets. What is studenets? Studenets is the <laughs> is that the head cheese? Yeah. yeah. Ooh. <laughs> and kubasa uh, sausage, perohe is pierogies. Yeah. And uh, the kuchia, kuchia is uh, wheat soup. Wheat soup. Yeah. yeah. So I was caught in the middle, though, because I would come and then it'd be like half Ukrainian. It's like being half circumcised. Yeah. You either are or you aren't. And you guys were doing the – Chad, you were doing the Ukrainian dancing. Did you do the Ukrainian dancing too? Tom? Yeah, just for a little bit. Not, not as much as Chad. Though. Somehow we talked you into going to this camp, though. Like, Probably because I just want to hang out with you guys. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And that's when you started Ukrainian dance. I, re- I remember that you, you had a Ukrainian da- – they would always have a Ukrainian dance at the end of the two weeks. A performance. Uh, performance, right? And Chris, <laughs> all you could do is uh, you were back on your hands, and then you would just take your feet and you just pat the ground. Like, like, like there's no kick in. It's no none of that like rushing and no, boom no, no, and a no. bam and a flip and a kick and I'm doing none of that. Because you would have your little solo, right? Everyone would go in the front and do their move. And yeah, Chris was just patting the grass. <laughs> Laughing stock of Cap Chabon, right? But you learned that, you know, they would teach us they would teach us Ukrainian language stuff. We had a lot of swimming. You were good at the swimming, right? Yeah, I could do that. And there was, you know, it was Ukrainian swimming. I, you just drown. Yeah. <laughs> but the uh, the thing about Camp Chabon too is we would have these counselors. I think you talked about one of the counselors in another uh, in another Kevin with Eli and Gabe, right? Oh no, I talked uh, with counselors with uh, Kearns and Fitz. Kevin from Estevan. That's right. It was it was actually Kevin from Esther Hazy, though. Est- yeah, it was Esther Hazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but 
you know, we, uh, the kids, Todd's kids, just went to a, a YMCA camp, and, and it was funny to see how different it was from Chabon, right? How yeah. organized. And, and then, you know, I think back to Camp Chabon and, and those counselors, and, and, you know, some of the things that happened at that camp, you can't do that today. Like what? Like we would, I, I remember, I remember every night that we would, um, there was always like, the, the women, the girl counselors were, were hot, right? Well, especially like, us because we're like, you know, 12, 10, you know, every girl that yeah. talks to you is hot. I yeah. remember, yeah, you, I think Barb. You Barb, I remember Barb. And yeah. I remember Carrie, the brunette, right? Swing. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so every night before you go to bed, you were allowed to line up and kiss the counselors goodnight. Like, really? Yes. Yeah. You don't, you remember that? Yes, I do. And now. you would yeah. line up all the guys, all, all the boys would just line up and you'd pick your favorite counselor. <laughs> There's a line. And they'd sit there. It's like the Fonz, right? The kissing booth, right? <laughs> and you would just kiss them goodnight. And it's the weirdest thing when you think about that now. You, you can't do that now. Yeah. I mean, the fact that they would, they would, they would want to do that, the counselors, because they were probably 18 or 19. Yeah, what or does they see? Not even. I don't, I don't even think even. Really? Yeah. 16, yeah. 17? Maybe. Really? How yeah. creepy is that? Like all these gross boys lining up, <laughs> you're kissing them. Like on the lips. <laughs> now, I remember uh, that they, there was a, uh, like a mattress, like an old mattress that we, we, had, we were wrestling on it. And uh, we were having wrestling matches on this mattress. Yeah. And I don't know why there was just a random mattress lying around. And my wrestling character was the Beast. I just remember that. I'm really? the Beast. Yeah. Nice. I'm the Beast. Yeah. And uh, the other one was that for some reason, I think it was the summer of 82, which is when Number the Beast came yeah, out. I remember that. Do you remember we got into these really – because it, it was a religious-themed camp as well. Yeah, like, it was Catholic. Catholic. Yeah. yeah. So there's deep discussions about – the Revel- book of Revelations and the number of the beast, yeah. and just scaring the shit out of me. Yeah. Do you remember that? Every night they would they would talk about it, and then they would play Number of the Beast for you before you went to bed. Like why? The, why did just that you know woe to you? Yes. See, they would play that, and they would just scare it. I think they just wanted to scare us, right? May, I, but I think there was like you know this is going to be the end of the world and the Antichrist is coming down, and it's like holy shit, like. I'm 10 years old, 12 years old. I don't want to talk yeah, about this. Yeah, they would this. read Revelations and they would say, like, and, you know, a lot of those, some of those counselors would go to, um, like, um, St. Vlad's College, too. I think some of them would go there. Which What's is that? A, it's kind of like a, uh, a high school, a boarding school for guys that are thinking about the priesthood. I didn't go. <laughs> <laughs> for the record, I didn't go. <laughs> and it was hell, right? It was kind of like, it was another shithole school, right? But, oh, okay. But anyway, you know, that... Those those guys would go there and they talk about it all the time and then they'd bring it to us and try to scare the shit out of us, right? But yeah. this is also too where the famous quote, uh, as discussed on the Kevin Smith podcast, it's in my book, when we were talking about sex. This was at Camp Chabon, and um, uh, and Chad and I somehow were discussing how babies are made, and my mom had always told me that it's when mom and dad kiss and a seed passes from the from the dad's mouth into the to the mum's mouth yes. and that's how babies are made which is like it's another thing too like just completely never got the sex talk ever yeah we, we did we no nothing like no, just no which is like i'm sure mark has like ash now they do it at school oh yeah, yeah. and you can go your questions but they go and they actually say this is what happened yeah we didn't know we had no idea we learned from you know the the 80s sex comedies right, right. That's or the uh the first choice super channel yeah. the magazines and uh, the the dirty magazines at the loaf and jug con- convenience store <laughs> loaf and jug baby yeah is the loaf and jug still there oh yeah yeah just like the best name for a convenience store loaf and jug i love it <laughs> so uh so I so somehow we were talking, and keep in mind, I'm 12, Chad's 10, and um, you know how a baby's made, and, and uh, well, the seed happens, and you're like, no, it's not how it happens. And then <laughs> give me the quote. Yeah, and I'm like, you you know how it happens, and I, I said it's c- and c-. <laughs> that's all it is, and you're like, what? <laughs> 
And honestly, I, I don't know how I knew that. Yeah, how did you from those out? things, right? It's from. Well, you had two older cousins as well, Suede and Shane, right? Yeah. Do you think maybe they might have tipped, ah, they might filled have. you in or something? I, I honestly think it was like late nights watching Super Channel for his choice. But why I, would you know the C word? That's terrible. I don't know. <laughs> Somebody must have used it in a movie. It's like, that's <laughs> how I learned everything. But look, so, first choice Super Channel was um, it was the original pay TV in, in Canada. It was like HBO is now. And of course, you guys had it. You guys always had everything, but you were always saying that you were poor. Oh, my, my, our mom and dad gave us all these things, and they had no money. Like they, would yeah. just, they just wanted us to be happy and you know, not wise financial decisions, for sure not. Like, how much did that first VCR cost? I think it was like three thousand. No, no, it was, it, I remember because it, it, like fifteen hundred, fifteen hundred bucks. Which, Still, that's crazy. in nineteen eighty-one yeah. or whatever, you know, yeah, fifteen hundred bucks. Think about that. How much was that now? Five grand. Yeah, it's crazy. Grand. It's like state of the art. It's getting the newest thing, right? And but they would do it, you know, and they would take us to Disneyland and they would take us on these trips that they, they had no business. There was they could not afford to do it, right? Mm. And they just did. And yeah, you know, we were. It was cheap to live in Yorkton, and and you know, it's. But, you know, it's not expensive, but still, I mean, it affected my mom and dad for, for but years. You guys, but you guys never knew that. We didn't know. You no. Had, no. You had so much. Remember your, that, that toy closet that you had with yeah. all the Star Wars stuff and Millennium Falcon action you had, figures, action yeah. figures, and then First Story Super Channel. So, But that's, what, that's how cool mom and dad were. They would, uh, they would t- give the shirt off their back just so we could go to Disneyland or something. Or go to a concert in Winnipeg. Drive us on a yeah. weeknight. Right? A weeknight. Take you out of school. David Lee Roth's there. You're going. You know, we would go. And all the memories we got from that. So, yeah. do you remember uh, when uh, you guys uh, the kickaxe story? Yeah, yeah. And, which and they, they were playing. Was it the Agriplex? They were they were playing. Jeez, oh, it, it, it was in the Agriplex area. It was basically in a barn, right? Yeah. And they'd come to town, and I remember the record store. It's not top forty, or maybe it was, and they had a contest. You know, whoever could sell the most tickets to kickaxe, uh, you know, we get you backstage. And uh, I did it. I sold the most tickets. Nice. And I, <laughs> I mean, did you sell? I. I have no idea. I was really good at selling stuff. Like, you know, I would make shirts for our band and I would, you know, I, we would sell them, right? No matter what, I would, uh, that's what I like to do, right? But yeah, I sold all these tickets and I got backstage and I remember we tried idea, to get you to come. Well, the idea was if I can get this, these tickets sold and we're going backstage and I was like, I'm, I'm in. And it was on a Wednesday night or something like that. And I was like, you can't go to Yorkton. Like, what do you do? <laughs> b- pull you out of school, you know, send yes, you on the bus. Of course. But I was so mad that I didn't get to go to Kickaxe to go backstage because you had won these backstage passes for selling the tickets. So yeah. was that your first concert ever? I think it probably was, yeah. actually. That probably was, Kickaxe. And then the other one after that, if, or if not before, was Corey Hart. I think. That was my first, yeah. Corey Hart. Boy in the Box. Tour. Yeah. In Yorkton? No, Regina. 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 Yeah. Regina. My first concert was The Police. Oh. Synchronicity. Nice. <laughs> and I... Uh, it's funny you mentioned that because uh, we were at your uh, place uh, when really? you were... Yeah, I remember this. We were swimming... Uh, uh, in in his pool, yeah. and it was it was getting dark out, and and there was a bunch of kids in the pool, not just us. There was like six or seven, and and I'm I'm all I was just happier than just swimming in the pool, and I'm all, what are you guys? Uh, where are you guys going tonight? And because you guys were talking about, and and Chris is all, oh, we're going to the I'm going to the police, and then he jumps off the the, the diving board, and uh, and I'm I'm thinking that's odd. I go, they're going to the police station, because <laughs> I'm like uh, I would have been like eight or nine years, old, and I'm all I just shrug my shoulders, and I'm all oh, okay, whatever. I'm I'm staying here swimming, man. You guys go to the police station, and uh, so that's uh, that's what the memory I have of uh, your first concert ever. But there's another good one too. That they, once again, you sold the most tickets for Kickaxe, Chad, and then you also got to remember when you won the concert on much music oh yeah yeah Yeah, they were it was a eurythmics contest and it was like you have to uh 
oh, there was a, the Missionary Man video, and you had to tell what letter was on the guitar, and it was an M, and I sent it in. I sent it in. You know, back then, you would have to enter contests by sending in postcards to much music. And I sent it in, and I remember when they were drawing it. It's like a giant <laughs> barrel yeah. with like thousands of postcards. Live, in it. live on Much Music. Erica Am and Christopher Ward. Yeah, and they put the, the hand in there and they pull out a St. Mary's Catholic Church postcard. <laughs> <laughs> and the winner is Chad, Chad Hollowatuck. Hollowatuck. <laughs> Chad, you are the lucky winner. That was a great, and that was uh, that was a great win, man. You got to go to Toronto, and uh, mom was your escort, right? And uh, well, you had to you take... had front row tickets and perks, and yeah, there was, you, you had to spending take money. A, like you know, I was what whatever nine, no, whatever, I was ten. But you had to take somebody. And my mom came with me. We went to the Eurythmics, put let's, up at the uh, yeah, fancy let's hotel. Let's talk about some of our uh, uh, trips that you mentioned because we did take a lot of trips with our parents. It was another thing that we would do every spring break, get together and go wherever we were going to go and do what we were ever going to do. So. Um, um, the first one that comes like there's lots of them, but I would let the the panorama one mm-hmm. was good because it was I think 1986 because I remember right before we went I bought Master of Puppets and then I took it home to record it from album to cassette so I'd have it for the uh, for the trip yeah and made my mom and dad wait like I just just one more song this last song is is eight minutes long eight minutes who has an eight minute song it's called Orion and, and we got to do this so I had like I was always kind of the guy that would that would lead you guys in, in what direction of music you should check oh, out oh totally oh, I mean music movies cut, like I'm four years younger than you two younger than Chad so I learned a lot from you guys but yeah it, so Panorama is this famous ski hill in uh, in BC and right, uh, right. And it's so, one of the greatest skis. So we go up there, and we got like this condo. So it was uh, pretty cool. And then there was a there was a hot tub. I remember lying in the, sitting in the hot tub, and we were listening to Metallica on the stereo. Or whatever. Yeah, I mean, we were young and listening to heavy. That was that was the heaviest. So that's eighty six. So I'm fifteen. You're thirteen. You're eleven. Todd. Nice. So we would we would get an extension cord. We'd we'd pull the ghetto blaster outside. We'd sit in the hot tub because you would have it for uh, a few of the condos would share a hot tub, and we'd listen to Metallica and. You know, and it was always we'd go with spring break too, right? So there'd be a lot of, there'd be a lot of uh, university students, kids, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? You know, and and I I think we were pretty cool, like listening to some pretty awesome music, right? And I, I don't know if you remember this, there was there was a bunch of them in a hot tub, and we joined them in the hot tub, and they were drinking, and we were like just little little shits, right? And they're listening to some music, and this guy's being all cocky, and he's like, "Oh, free trip to Hawaii if you can guess what this is," and I said Santana. He's nice. And they all freaked out. How, the, how do you know that? And, <laughs> and you know, there was no Hawaii trip. <laughs> how did so you know buck that? Up. Yeah. You know how I knew it? How? It's because uh, it I, I just looked at the, the Ghetto Blaster, and it was written on the cassette that he taped, Santana. <laughs> <laughs> What an idiot. Jeez. I remember that. Uh, that's when we had first started the Primitive Means, the first band I was in. And we were, you just record songs, just like one take and just make it up. And there was a song called Gay Nights. Yeah. And we would do little intros for it. And there was one where it was like, oh, so gay had, you know, pull, pull your sword out of your sheath. And there was like this really long, kind of really embarrassing Stupid. There's a bulge in your, like, yeah, yeah, bulge, in your bulge in your arm, like gay, gay, uh, yeah. gay robot or whatever. And you were playing the Primitive Means album when I was in the hot tub, <laughs> and that was playing. I'm like, Chad, shut that off. <laughs> Everyone's listening. Like, what is? I'm like, I don't know. Shut it off. Shut it off. That's not for everyone to hear. <laughs> gay nights. <laughs> you know that was pretty popular in Yorkton. We would because on basketball trips that we would go, I'd bring the Primitive Means. You know, really? yeah, uh, that's cassette, right. and everyone knew it. Though all the team loved it. Sour grapes. Beat and, your kids. Yeah. I beat Beat your yeah, kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. Beat your kids. Oh, it was pretty, yeah. It was, you know, not big in Yorkton, but it was big at our school. Everyone knew it. <laughs> yeah. So we're at uh, Panorama, and um, we're hanging out, and then so there's a, 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 a scavenger hunt. 
I remember this, the, sta- the scavenger hunt, and, and our team was called Stradivarius. Oh, nice. Because from the Three Stooges, the uh, yeah. thing. So we're walking around uh, trying to you know get whatever, and I'm, I'm not sure if this story even happened the way that I think it does, but I'm just going to tell it the way that I think I remember. We're going around uh, looking for the items on the scavenger hunt, and we come across uh, a couple of you know, the university kids, and they're smoking weed. Yeah. And then maybe there's a couple chicks involved. There must have no, been. There was, no, there was chicks. Yeah, there was chicks. Remember that, right? Yeah, I remember that. So I took a, a, the puff of the weed. You know, I'm, yeah. not a, I'm not a weed guy to this day and wasn't at that point either. But I think I was trying to impress the chicks. Yeah. And that could be the first time where it's like, yeah, we, I party. <laughs> hey, Chad and Todd, you know, I told you about Metallica. Let me tell you about a party now. Yeah. <laughs> so I took a hit on this thing. And then we go back to the, to the, uh, to the condo. And I remember Russ asking, what's wrong with you? Oh, great. Are you okay? And, I, and then once that you get that, and I'm just like feeling I must be like paranoid, super high or whatever it is. But I still remember like he knew that I was out. Yeah. But didn't say anything to my dad, which was, I think, at least I don't know if he'd said anything. But yeah, rusty. You know, remember, yeah. remember we went to Police Academy, we went to the movie Police Academy. That was in Breckenridge in Colorado. Did we see it there? Really? Yeah. I, I forgot about that. I we, remember seeing Police Academy and how awesome we, how much we loved that movie. Oh yeah, sure. Yes. And we came back and went into the into the condo once again, and Russ and Ted were both loaded, and Russ was like, "Hey, Police Academy, was there any beaver in that movie?" <laughs> Definitely loaded. And the, yeah. best, and the best part was there, there was. Yeah. Yeah. But how do you tell them that, you know? And that's when we were going through a huge ninja phase. Oh, and yeah, there was that Revenge of the Ninja. And when I was in grade three, there was in one of those movies, one of the ninjas was wa- jumping cars. I, I remember, like, you know, they were parked on the street, right? Yeah. Walking over cars. And one day I decided to do that uh, in our driveway. And I don't think mom and dad even know this, but... Um, <laughs> I, I walked over the Buick and I and when I hit the hood I slipped and I fell and I broke my wrist. What? Yeah, I thought you just fell on a you t- icy driveway. No, yeah, I was trying to be a ninja. Oh my god! <laughs> so yeah, they. Chad. I know. <laughs> but yeah, we were big into that. We would we would make our own throw. You know, I don't know. Kids probably still do it. Make your own throwing stars, nunchucks, well, right? Yeah, and the thing was, I remember when we went to Pano, we were just playing in the snow outside the condo for hours. Not Pano. Um, Breckenridge in Colorado, yeah. just playing like just hours of playing ninja in the forest and in the snow. And then we come back and watch Saturday Saturday Night Live. Remember with uh, who, Eddie Murphy, Buckwheat, Buckwheat, got yeah. shot. Yeah, but you know when we did that ninja stuff though, because we were in the states. I remember that we said, okay, we're in Denver. We have to go to this address. There was a store that was like a, a martial arts store. I remember, and that. I, I don't know how we found the address, right? But anyway, our parents would drive around Denver, like, where is this store? I'm like, it's got to be here. It's got to be here. They found the store. And I remember going in, and we bought butterfly knives, two two butterfly knives, <laughs> uh, some some, uh, and you bought a bunch of like um, sparring sparring gear. stuff, yeah, like, like gear, right, pads oh, and stuff. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, I remember that. And then we were coming back home over the border, and we had these these butterfly knives, and someone, you know, said, you know, they're illegal. You can't bring them into Canada, right? And I remember I I put them in my shoe. So I would take off my shoe and I'd put a butterfly knife in and then I'd put my foot in it and tie it up and it'd be like painful to walk on it. But I was walking on these knives. That's how you crossed the border? Yeah, because I was worried if they searched us that they would find these butterfly knives. But we knives. flew. No. No. 
To, 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 yes, we did a Breckenridge. Oh, okay. You know what? Different the, trip. Yeah, yeah. This, this whole martial arts trip was different then. I think it might have been in Minneapolis. No, then. dude. I remember us doing it in Denver as well. I remember so, us driving yeah, around looking for stuff. Well, yeah. I had butterfly knives somewhere too. Well, back in those days before 9-11, you could probably get on the plane with a butterfly knife. They never searched here or did anything. Oh, we used to, our parents used to let us uh, smuggle fireworks from uh, Fargo, North Dakota. Oh. And Bismarck. <laughs> and, uh, Bags of them. Like, yeah. like, like. Brown paper bags full of firecrackers and everything, right? And we get to the border, and the guy would say, "I remember Dad." No, just... we're coming up to the border, and Mom would say, uh, "Pretend you're sleeping." <laughs> <laughs> so then Chad and I would pretend we're sleeping, and uh, we had, meanwhile we had fireworks uh, hidden, all, stashed all over the Oldsmobile and the Kleenex box in the back, and 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 uh, we'd pull up, and uh, Dad would submit his receipts, and uh, he would, the the agent, the border agent, would look at him, and uh, and boom, he's uh, off. Submit we go. receipts. I remember that. Where you got your receipts? Receipts from all the stuff that you buy. You, we would cross the border and show the receipts. And I bought Hostess Twinkies and I bought GI Joe dolls. And you would add it all up to find if you had to pay duty or whatever. That's right. right. Yeah. yeah. Our parents, both our parents, were very cool and very smart. That's and also just total scammers. Yeah. Just crossing the border. We brought back. Yeah. It was doc, like you said, Hostess Twinkies and Ding Dongs and Dr Pepper and Cherry Coke. Like that's oh, what we brought. When back. we brought uh, in York, and they didn't have cans of uh, of the pop yeah, it was soda just bottles. That's right. Yeah, just so, bottles. Yeah, so we were like the the talk of the town when we come with a twelve uh, pack of uh, Dr Pepper cans. <laughs> There's the hell else? They got a can of Dr Pepper fireworks and a VCR. <laughs> the longest field goal ever attempted is seventy six yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also seventy six yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal. And when you gamble, betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Talk is Jericho. Remember we went to St. Louis uh, in the motorhome? And we went somewhere where uh, you guys got a bull whip, Indiana Jones whip. Yeah. Yes. And I was so mad I never got I never got a whip. I really? was like really mad that I never got a whip. Yeah, because it was the three of us, I think, with your parents. And the way I remember it is that your mom bought you guys whips and I got nothing. Maybe you were like misbehaving that day. And, uh, uh, maybe, I right? Know. I just remember like, why didn't I get a whip? I needed a whip. I should have had a whip. But Ash has one now, doesn't he? He does, yeah. yeah and I did son. end up getting a whip. I used it when I did my high school play, Oliver, Bill Sykes with the whip. Nice. <laughs> so I had that. But, uh, but then we remember, remember we went to, we're getting older now. We go to Valley Fair, which is a big amusement park in Minnesota, in Minneapolis. Yeah, we would try to search out all those all – those, uh, Roller coasters, right? We were big on that, you know. Yeah, I think my mom and dad just got divorced. I think it was kind of like a get out of the town because Russ didn't come. It was just Bev, your mom, and, and my mom. Oh, so yeah, the moms took us on a trip. That's right. And yeah. then we would, um, yeah, we stayed in. I remember there's a picture of us in some some dirtbag hotel, right? You know, trying to save money and doing this trip, right? <laughs> well, you know, the divorce and everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but we would, Todd and I would fight a lot. And I remember on that trip, we were in the backseat, all three of us, and we were just, fighting right and well todd was because todd was a snitch at this point and now at this point it's like me and chad versus todd yeah, yeah. we were calling you hey fat boy hey fat boy you're a little chubby at that point <laughs> to, in time toad ass toad yeah, ass yeah. yeah you guys were a bunch of dicks <laughs> <laughs> so what happened so so but at one point on that trip we were driving back and it was mom got fed up i don't know i think she was just stressed 
and she kicked me out of the car. Do you remember that? She pulled over on the side of the highway. Like, yeah, the main. It was a freeway. Out yeah, of like the, 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 the interstate. Canada, interstate, like the high, yeah, number yeah. one, highway one. Okay. Yeah. And basically kicked you out of the car on the side of the road. Yeah, and then just And drove away. away. Yeah. And I remember, like, Todd, do you remember that? Like, like she's yes. going to stop. Yes. She's not stopping. And I think my mom was even like, Bev, like, what are you doing? No, and, and yeah, and then didn't, didn't we, we drove away. We drove yeah. down to the next exit. Then oh, you got to turn around, drive back down the highway. I think we probably saw you. And then turn on the next, next exit and drove back. So what did you think when you got thrown out on the side of the highway? I was probably thinking, like, it wasn't me. Like, why am I getting kicked out? I had a thing, like, what am I going to do? Yeah, and they were gone. Like, you couldn't even, I couldn't even see them. I'm like, well, we drove away. Dude, yeah. we, she kicked what a you weird, out and we drove. Can you imagine? What a weird thing to do. Can you imagine, like, had something happened? Yeah. You know, you get kidnapped, you get hit by a truck or whatever. Can you imagine Man, she must have been the loss, <laughs> like the legal ramifications of that alone? <laughs> yeah, uh, she was at wit's end. Must have been. Yeah, must yeah, have yeah. been. We were just arguing. I remember that trip. We were just arguing with everything and like just being idiots. I remember we were listening to Immigrant Song and just doing that, ah, just <laughs> laughing. And they're like, shut up. And we're just like, not shut up. Yeah. We're singing. That was the last trip that we did with the moms. I think so. Yeah, yeah they had enough at that yeah. point. We were getting too old. You yeah. know, at that point, I think I remember um, – uh, Def Leppard hysteria came out. So I'm 16, you're 14, you're 12. There's, you're not, you're not no, curtailing us anymore. You know, we're, we're, yeah, exactly. Those trips are done. We're moving, moving on. Um, and I, I just remember like another thing that I, it's really stupid, but it's these memories. Do you remember the time we were driving down the highway and you had a baseball hat on? I Chad? remember that. That was and in I had, I had my hand out, out of the back seat. I'm in the back seat. Chad's in the front seat. Yeah. And I had my hand like out of the window on the roof of the car. And somehow the wind blew and blew your hat off. Yeah. And I caught it. You caught it. It was weird. It was like my favorite. One in hat. a million. Yeah. Like, what do I, what is this? Like, you would usually be like, oh, but your hat flew it and I caught it. I like, remember that. My hat, my hat. I was like, hey, you lost your hat? <laughs> Here hat? it is. Yeah. Like, just oh. weird shit like that yeah. that you remember, you know? That was freaky. I remember, uh, too, because before the, the trip started happening where Todd could come, uh, Chad just came by himself and we went to, uh, we were going to go to the movies. Yeah, and I wanted to go to uh, Indiana Jones Raiders of the Lost Ark. And what did you want to see, Chad? I wanted to see Fox and the Hound. I, that was, uh, you know, I was pretty pumped about that. <laughs> and uh, because you're the guest, and yeah. my dad said, you know, Chad's the guest, so I had to go to the Fox and the Hound <laughs> with it was, you. It was quite, you know, that was uh, it pulled some heartstrings that one. <laughs> But we did. I think we probably went to uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark like the next day. We did. And yeah, I remember that uh, the last scene. It was scary for me. That's how young yeah. I was, right? When Tote's face melted, right? Yeah. When the, when the, Wait when a the, second. What? I don't want to spoil it for anyone. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think the spoiler alert, uh, ra- uh, the time zone is, is done. Uh, uh, the, at the end of the movie, when they open the Ark of the Covenant, all the heels like Tot's head uh, melts. Yeah, Belloc. Belloc's head explodes. Yeah. They're screaming. It's still a pretty scary uh, scene to this day. Yeah. But I had to. I said, "I'm like, cover your eyes, cover yeah. your eyes." And I did, just like, just like Indian Marion had to. I <laughs> covered him. I just remember you kept going. Is he gonna die? Is he gonna die? Is he gonna die? And I think at one point I just said, "Yeah, he dies." You know. Well, even in Empire Strikes Back, there was. I remember I had to ask you, "Is there a scary part?" And and you said, "Well, you know, there's one where I jumped." And it, and it and it's right. It was when when. Um, Luke and, and Vader were fighting, and he just 
before he got his hand cut off, he just popped out, right? Vader just kind of popped yeah, out. Yeah, like that a, was it. That was what you defined as like a yeah, jump scare. Yeah, a jump scare. Yeah, yeah. But I remember that. It's like I had to ask: is was it scary? Yeah. Right? <laughs> but then we would always go downtown in Winnipeg too. Once again, you're taking the bus from from my house near Bigelow's drugstore, and you take the bus downtown. And once again, something that kids would never do nowadays. And just you know, and we would go shopping for comics. Yeah, that's that's that was our day out book fair, wasn't it? Book fair, book fair, yeah, comic yeah. world, comic. Yeah, yeah. they were used comic. Well, we were we were so into comics. Hours, yeah. hours in those stores. Yes, like, yeah, like hours. And then you know that's why we took the bus. The parents didn't want to wait for us, but we would go through. I was on this this uh, X Men kick and GI Joe comics. That was a big thing, right? I was more of GI Joe guy, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I like we were Marvel guys. Chris was DC. You were like uh, New Teen Titans. Oh, that yeah, was your, yeah, that was your thing, right? right? And a lot of Batman and stuff. Um, but, you know, we would... Um, I remember I bought, like, X-Men issue. I think it was, like, 52 or something like that, where <laughs> Professor X dies. And it was actually the Changeling. I still have it. I still, oh, have, yeah? still have these comics, right? You thought, oh, I'm going to keep them. G.I. Joe's. It'll be worth something one day. Yeah, I, think yeah. gone, I think they've gone down in value. <laughs> but yeah, but was, like you said, that would be a day out. Go hang out. Maybe go to the movies. Yeah. You know, for uh, to uh, watch a movie for Movie Review Magazine. We would have to do a review of it. Search for Spock, I remember going to. Yeah. Uh, and I remember how how excited, you, you know, after. Because Wrath of Khan was a big movie for us, right? Mm-hmm. That was, And then when, you know, when Spock died and you go to search for Spock and I remember sitting when the credits started I'm like I can't believe I'm here I can't believe I'm going to see what happens to Spock like it was so (laughs) important right and it was that was a day once again you had to wait for two years to to see it you know and there was no spoilers there was no uh, letting you know okay well Spock comes back we didn't know shit yeah they're searching for him yeah you would go in there blind and like just watch the movie as it unfolds that was another cool thing about coming to Winnipeg, being from Yorkton, is uh, we had our one the- one screen theater, and we we would come to Winnipeg, and uh, we get to see some uh, movies. There's before. two screens at yeah. this theater. <laughs> yeah. You go to the Garrick, and there's there's a brand new there's like two movies in the same place. This is crazy. Yeah. I don't believe it. It was fa- one of those theaters had like red carpet or something. Was it? Was it a fancy like when you sat there? Was it a nice- yeah? But it was like from like the 30s yeah, or something. Yeah, but it was like that, a period. That, that place is now a concert venue now. It's called oh. the Burton Cummings Theater. And cool. when bands who aren't playing the arena like will go like Slash will play the you know Burton Cummings. Really? Because I remember how nice it was. Yeah, sitting in there it was just old right? school. Yeah. You know, old school type stuff. Uh, Todd, do you remember? Um, this is a time when you came to Winnipeg by yourself. When I think I was. 18 at this point or 19 so you were probably 15 and i took you out to the bar yes remember it yeah might- it was the first time i uh i bought alcohol uh, as a as a minor <laughs> I, I was very proud well nervous very nervous and uh, and then uh, when i got out uh, yeah chris just uh we pulled up to the uh remember to the, the name of the club store. yeah the name of the club Strawberries and Diamond Club strawberries, yeah, yeah. How did you get into that place? You're 15, dude. I don't know. Acting, uh, I don't know. Just uh, followed in behind you guys. It was only 18 there, though, right? Yeah, yeah. 19 in Saskatchewan. Oh, was it 19 in Saskatchewan? But still, I was 15. Yeah. Yeah, because we because we were using fake ID from when I was about fifteen forward. So I was an old pro at sneaking into bars with my shitty fake ID. So maybe I gave you some fake ID or something. Yeah, I think back then the ID like there was no picture on it. Oh, it was uh, yeah. You guys were pros with the the stenciling and the tracing of the numbers on the yeah. Uh, and you would have a one sided black and white shittily laminated piece of ID <laughs> with an obvious number change on it. And <laughs> obvious. Five out of ten times it worked. Yeah, you know, it, it would work, and you would you would you would go. So I remember that it was in my Valari. It was uh, summer of '90s. Yeah, so I was 19, and, and you were probably 15. Yeah, and I remember uh, taking you on the Valari, taking in strawberries, and I think you passed out in the back seat. 
Probably. You pulled yeah. a Bon Scott just without the vomit. <laughs> yeah, thank God. I remember you went back outside and like, I'm just going to go pass out. And you, I was like, fine, you go. And I, I'm staying. I'm staying at the Diamond Club, man. Yeah. And you went outside and just passed out in the back of the other car. Jeez, another thing. There. I wasn't there. No, you, I don't know no. why you weren't there. But another thing you would never want to do <laughs> nowadays, no. right? No. God, no. Uh, another trip that I remember, because we had an older cousin too, Merv. Merv Olenek. Merv Olenek. He was a guitar player. Yeah, he was a... He was a really good guitar player. He was in that band Royalty. Rats, Rats for Friends. Rats for Friends, Royalty Gone Wrong. Okay. A few big Saskatchewan bands, right? And, and you always had cool-ass hair, too. Oh, yeah. We always had bad hair. Like, yeah. my hair was the worst. And you had the giant kind of Tommy. You were going for the Tommy Lee. I was going for the Tommy Lee look, yeah. But, but it the, was, but except the, the big glasses, Coke bottle glasses. Your glasses you know? were huge. <laughs> Those glasses, though, that was like... You know, those were emergency pair that you know I had to I had to hold on to. That's that's when the, a, a semi truck drove over my glasses when I was on a ski trip. What? Yeah, I, I had these uh, uh, prescription sunglasses. They were like uh, looked like Roy Orbison, <laughs> and I'd have to switch glasses. Uh, I remember we stopped. I went with some guys from high school: Kurt Popovich, Colin Pachala, oh, Mark Pitkovich. You know the Ukrainians. You right? gotta give me. We we'll do a rundown of names in a second. Okay, so anyway, with the, with the Ukrainians, right? And I remember we stopped somewhere and. I had to switch my glasses, so I put my normal glasses on top of the car, and then I put my Roy Orbison's on, and uh, we drove away, <laughs> Roy and then I'm like, my glasses! You heard that a few times when we were fighting. My glasses! <laughs> my, gla- yeah, my glasses! Yeah, my glasses! Don't punch me! My glasses! Anyway, they, they were on the car, and we drove back, and just as I saw them on, on the road, a semi drove over. Oh. And, and we're starting our ski trip, so I had to go to Fernie <laughs> and go to the optometrist and get some glasses, and these preppy, I think they're like... They're the ones where they sit on your cheek, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's, I, it's like stripes when Bill Murray drops his pizza and then the car runs over it two seconds <laughs> later. <it's> like, <laughs> So I got these totally weird glasses. And uh, yeah, anyway, I had, to, I had to keep them until they were, uh, you know, they <laughs> so, were out of style like a while before. But here's the funny thing. I mean, you mentioned fi- I, I don't remember ever fighting you, Chad. Yeah. But I used to terrorize Todd. Well, you used to oh, stick yeah. up for me because Todd was bigger. I was a little stick, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, you would stick up for me and, and Todd was... Uh... I'd do the one where I'd, I'd rustle to the ground and put my knees on your arms yep. and then play Beethoven on your chest. Remember, bam, 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 yep. bam, and like put my fingers in your chest. Caca la beefy. Caca la beefy, is that what it was? Yeah. <laughs> and then you'd do the, the, the drool spit where you would... And I'm, hanging I'm, spit. I'm helpless. I, I'm locked in and, uh, and I, I, I'm letting this big gob of dr- Big drool. long thing of saliva. Like how long can you let yeah. it go before you suck it before you up. yo-yo it up oh, and sometimes man. it would go too far and it right oh. on your face and but then you were, you were wrestling in our living room with him or threw him on the couch and that's when you uh smashed mom's czechoslovakian crystal uh vase what <gasps> yeah you guys were you guys were wrestling so it was from our great grandfather's czechoslovakian crystal vase and i don't know i think you threw todd on the couch and it rolled over or something on the on the coffee table and this thing smashed and this was like a, a family heirloom wow and mom was so pissed and you were saying you know i'll glue it together I'll... <laughs> <laughs> i got it my dad's a tv repairman he's got an awesome set of tools i can fix it <laughs> but you know what it's uh, the, there was a lot of collateral damage from our uh, from our wrestling and fighting matches so i remember if i did the beethoven to you the cockle beefy as we yeah. call it and then you'd start to cry and then i would be like i'd hug you like no no don't tell your mom don't tell your mom it's okay i won't do anymore i won't do it. Yeah. just the only mission was to not have you tell your mom yeah because yeah. then i would get in trouble oh yeah. you know like if you could just don't tell your mom we'll be fine i'll never do this again <laughs> well, i was we confused were, when we were in trouble with our parents we were in trouble i mean yeah you well, know your we, mom was no joke we got disciplined hard and you know i i mean i, I don't know how many times we get the strap 
get hit with really? a spoon. Not 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 overly, but no. But I mean, yeah. it's fine. Look how we turned out. Exactly. Good, you know? Yeah, it's disciplined, right? Yeah. But you know, but yeah, when we really really misbehave, then oh, yeah, we oh the yeah, strap. we get the wooden and spoon or something. Dad yeah. was really good at somehow in one foul swoop, he'd hit both of us. <laughs> you know, we try to hide behind each other. <laughs> <laughs> I remember he was going, Chad, Dad. <laughs> Chad, Todd. He'd call you Todd and call you Chad and then call you just settle on Chad and Tad. Yeah. I'm half right either way. Do you remember the time that my mom and I got in a fight uh, by my pool? Yeah, it's on video. Actually. That's that's awkward yeah. that it was on video. Yeah, dad record, Dad was like a little voyeur. <laughs> yeah, my mom and I are arguing and uh, oh. did she try to push me in the pool or something? She I, did. And, 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 I and grabbed then, the chair and yeah. drag it down with me. And yeah. That was one of those ones where you're just kind of watching and kind of don't want to watch and then yeah, dad's filming it all. So. <laughs> <laughs> For prosperity's sake, you have to watch the <laughs> argument of me and my mom. Like, and obviously, once again, they're loaded. Oh, yeah. They're loaded. How, yeah. Much, how much they must have been drunk all the time. And we didn't realize how drunk they were. Yeah, until now, and you look back, and it's like, there's no way you, I would push my kid in the pool to the point where the kid's holding onto a thing of furniture saying, don't push me in the pool unless I'm drunk. How old were you? About 15 then? Yeah, I was getting yeah. older, probably yeah. 15, 16. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, what the hell are you doing, you know? Yeah. Good, uh, you know, the good parents. We were brought up. <laughs> <laughs> Your mom left you on the side of the road, and my mom pushed me in the pool while I was holding uh, furniture. We're just getting down to the end of it, though, but give me, uh, give me the list of your friends, uh, some names of your friends in Yorkton because there's some Ukrainian names I've never heard before or since yeah and you know a shout out to these guys <laughs> uh, Jonas Marchenko I uh, we used to play together a lot uh, action figures uh, Jonas Marchenko yeah uh, Kelly Bellaberta <laughs> Bellaberta and uh, uh one of the best names of all time is uh, Justin and Robert Ukrainitz. That's the that's ultimate. Their last that's not name. real. Yes. yes, that's the ultimate Ukrainian name. Ukrainitz. <laughs> Ukrainitz. It's Ukrainitz. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was the bullies, Mervin Shingus and Mar- or Marvin yes. Shingus. Yeah. Oh yeah, the uh, uh, First Nation guys. Yeah, yeah they terrorized this. Tough guys. But brother, what was the brother's name? Uh, there was uh, Darren Shingus, Marvin Shingus. Uh, Conrad Shingus. Wow. Like, it was families, right? Yeah, but they were tough because um, they were held back three years, and they're, you're, they're supposed to be in grade six, and I'm in grade three, and they're all, give me your lunch money. I'm all, here, yeah, it's all <laughs> you yours. Take it, so, take it, take yeah. it. Chad, give me some names from yours. Uh, okay, yeah, Mark Pitkovich, Colin Pachala, Kurt Popowich, um, Rob Lazinski, um, <laughs> Cletus alumni, yeah. uh, Colin Boris, uh, Ron Fedorovich, um, who who's, else? Who's the guy that played guitar? Uh, Alan Dobko. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Wow. When I moved away from York, that's Yorkton, crazy. Yeah, I I was in culture shock when I moved to Saskatoon because I I thought it was all Ukrainians. Supposed, <laughs> there's supposed to be Ukrainians everywhere, and, and I was in the minority <laughs> now. And, and but then then I moved to Edmonton and balanced out a little more. So. <laughs> Edmund Chuck. Edmund Chuck. Yeah. Uh, last thing is uh, uh, one more story. I have to talk just quick about Russ. About we like Russ looks like Jay Leno. Like yeah. he always did, just the same jawline, almost the same voice too. And when I did the Tonight Show with Jay Leno, and they, you do a, a pre-show interview, and they're like, "What do you want to talk about?" And ideas, and I said, "I got this idea. Like my uncle looks just like Jay." And they're like, "Yeah." I said, "Like I always, we always call him that. It might be a funny bit to kind of put the thing up there." So Brittany, your sister, sent me a picture of Russ. And I showed it to the book. She's like, oh, my gosh, he looks just like Jay. <laughs> totally. So throughout the course of the interview, it came up. And it's like, you know, my uncle, Russ, actually looks just like you. And he's like, what are you talking about? And I said, we put the picture up. And everyone laughs. A big pop for Russ looking like Leno. 
And uh, two things that happened. One uh, was I think my dad was mad that that Russ got mentioned on the Tonight Show and my dad didn't. And that's just one of those weird things. Like, are you mad about that? Yeah. I said, well, I never, never mentioned my name. <laughs> I said, we well, don't look like Jay Leno. Yeah. But then Russ called me and he's like, um, he's like, I can't believe it. I finally got on the Tonight Show. Yes. This is one of the best nights ever. My Thank dad you. was a huge Tonight Show fan, uh, and uh, he was very, very uh, proud and yeah, happy yeah. That, yeah. that you did that. Yeah, that he was, was very walking cool. around like, you know, like the King of Kensington that day yeah. in Yorkton, right? <laughs> and then just, yeah, just proud. That was really, that was really cool. And, yeah, yeah. You know, like, because, you know, honestly, we, like, our parents were awesome. Like, we had... I would, I, our upbringing, I wouldn't change it for anything, yeah. right? You know, Loretta and Ted, the best. Rust and Bev, the best. Like, yeah. we, we were lucky. You know, yeah. we were lucky because they, they, they let us do these things that a lot of parents don't do. They let us be creative, and they, and they made sure that our relationship was. That's the thing. Was was always. They made sure that we spent so much time together. Like, like I said, like you guys are like you're, you're my brothers, right? And that's because we were always together. Always, you know, and yeah. actually one of my favorite things I'm really excited is that your sister, Brittany, who's gosh, 10 years younger than you guys, 15, 15, 17. Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit of an accident maybe or whatever yeah, it was, but the best thing that happened in our family. Well, yeah. she, now she's getting married and one of the coolest things is she's going to invite Ted and Ted and Russ and Bev will get to my mom's passed away since, but Ted, cause I don't think I don't, you never know why things go the way they do. I yeah. have no idea when the last time they saw each other, maybe at my wedding or something yeah, like that, but know. to actually sit down and, and, and shoot the breeze and hang out. Like when I told my dad, he's like, he goes, I, I'm so excited. He goes, I, I miss Russ yeah. Great. as a dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I want to sit down with Russ and Teddy and, and your mom and have some drinks and talk as adults and, talk some of these stories and find out their end of it. Cause I'm sure we were a lot worse than what we're saying right now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, last question. Favorite concert you saw in that time frame? Oh, tell us about the poison story quickly. Oh yeah. We always tried to get backstage, right? That was yeah. the thing to meet the bands. So you have these, these little kids that are, we think we're going to fool the crew that we're crew, right? <laughs> yeah. But one time I was at a poison concert and in the tour bus, one of the backstage passes was hanging from the, the mirror or whatever. I saw it. I sketched it really quick. I went and got my poison cassette, cut out the logo. It was on white. There was like a scary guy on it. Went and got it laminated, put a shoestring around it, put some keys on it, and I went backstage. How old are you? Genius. And I was, oh, like probably 13. You're 13 years old on the crew. Yeah. And so I'm walking around backstage and got by all the, the local security, right? Like, you know, the, the yellow shirts or whatever, right? And I'm back there, and I don't know what I'm doing, right? Obviously, look out of place, and I'm a kid. <laughs> yeah, and there was a... this uh, this catering table, and I remember showing, and I just started, like, you know, grabbing food and drink just because, you know, to make it look good. <laughs> and then one guy with a clipboard just spotted me across the room. He's like, hey! And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> Come here! And I went there, and he looks at my pass, and he grabs it, and he yanks, and he just rips it right off my neck. He's like, I don't want to ever see you again, piss breath. And I was, <laughs> and I was gone. <laughs> gone. This is photocopied piss breath. <laughs> I hope he kept that because it was a good piece of work. Well, you are a good artist. Yeah, yeah that, that's pretty and fearless. So that was the thing. You're fearless, and that's what you have to be to try those things. Even you know? now, it's like you know, there's, there's, there's. I'm fearless. Like you always make it look like you know where you're going, right? Yeah. You know, and I we do that. We, I do that all the time. Like if I'm trying to get in front of something, right? Yeah, anyway. and that's we do, learned that growing up. We do. Do you, you remember uh, uh, Guns N' Roses when they opened for Maiden? Yeah. We see Duff in the in the lobby of the arena, just hanging around, surrounded by fans, selling his buttons. He was selling his buttons. Yeah, he had a jean jacket full of buttons, yeah. and he was he was drunk, and he's like selling them for five bucks. 
So guys were giving him, he's like, I want that one. Like, okay, and five bucks. You know? <laughs> I remember someone was asking for something like, can I have your hat? He's like, can I have your hat? Or something like that. Like he was like somebody was like wanted. Like he was one like some. Well, yeah. Well, it was, he was just selling buttons, and then people took it too far. Right. right yeah. But they just wanted. Give me your hat, Duff. <laughs> yeah. And I just remember going, "Give me your hat." Yeah. <laughs> you know. And then we saw Axel skateboarding outside. And that was before they they blew up. Yeah. Yeah. Like About we two saw, months before. That's yeah. right. Opening yeah. for and that was, that, that was one of my favorite yeah. concerts in that time was uh, Guns N' Roses opening for Maine Seven Sun, and the other was uh, David Lee Roth eat him and smile at the Winnipeg Arena. That was probably Holy. one of my two. Yeah. I think that might be one of my favorite concerts of all time, yeah. and I've never been so blown away by a band like not just from from the party aspect but from the technical aspect the package it was just that was a brief time frame where roth was bigger and better than van halen that stage show was like it was just huge right it looked yeah. so big the the you know his painted face in the back and i remember like everything about that show we i bootlegged it i think i recorded yeah. it or something i, I was able to buy either you no, recorded no, it or i bought, bought it at bought records it. on wheels yeah yeah but we used to sell bootlegs at records on wheels and i had that for years and years and it was a great copy too do we have uh, do we have time for the story about uh, the uh, video camera with uh, the main show with the with the booth? We, we told that one last time, okay, yeah, good. about yeah. the story with uh, where Chad uh, and I smuggled the video camera inside to the the main show. <laughs> hey, you got to try three right? parts. You got and we were filming. We got the first three songs until Peter the security guard came and, no, okay, and dragged him out, and he was trying to give me the handoff. And I, like I said, I just remember grabbing it, like reaching for it, and maybe I even got the like the the material of his shirt. He's got dragged away. <laughs> And our camera was taken away. And <laughs> what was your favorite show in that era? Probably David Lee Roth, yeah. Eat and Smile. I mean, that was a great one. Um, and then another one that I remember that we went to that was great was Motley Crue with, um, with, with White, White Snake. Snake. And that's the one where Coverdale had girls, 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 and Coverdale had to leave oh. the stage because he said he had uh, he had bad diarrhea. God, I, yeah. And I told David that, and he said that's not true. I said, yeah. He said, I'll be right back. I gotta go. I gotta go shit. <laughs> and he went to the Kansky and came back. And jeez. But once again, that show was in the middle of the week, and you guys were there. Yeah, we were Thanks there. Thanks to yeah, we I think we took the train for that one uh, from. You're North. getting taken out of school to go to a rock show. That's how cool. If that's not a cool, and that's parent. an education in life. Okay? <laughs> like that's where you. That's the education. Right that's there. the education. Piss breath. <laughs> <laughs> It's such a great time hanging out with Wise Cousin Chad and how's it going, Todd, last week. Always a lot of laughs. I'm going to give you a full report of, uh, of the Ukrainian wedding uh, of their sister, Brittany, next week. If you've ever been to a wedding, a Ukrainian wedding tops it. It is one of the greatest wed- uh, craziest wedding experiences you could ever handle. Uh, I bet you Team Tiger Awesome has never been to a Ukrainian wedding. If they did, they'd want to do a podcast of it because it is hilarious. And speaking of hilarious, let's check in with a couple news items from Team Tiger Awesome. This is the news with Team Tiger Awesome. In local news, a lovable scamp threw a week-long party while his parents were abroad. While he invited 100 strangers and implored them not to, quote, mess with my dad's stuff, the scamp learned some valuable life lessons and is confident he can find a replacement for his mom's broken vase before his parents return from Cambodia. In climate change news, an iceberg the size of Delaware broke away from Antarctica. Environmentalists now worry the state-sized sheet of ice will face a host of unprecedented problems, particularly because delegates from the Delaware-sized iceberg won't commit to a health care bill until it covers more polar bears. More on this story as it floats slowly towards statehood. And now a look at the cosplay index. In descending order of quality, as measured on the idea matrix, Dude Furiosa lands at number five. Commander Fussy Britches is fourth. In third is the titular Machina from Ex Machina. Number two is doddering present-day Clint Eastwood. And number one for the second year in a row belongs to Spider-Man pulling open his shirt to reveal a Superman costume underneath. For more news reasonable folks shouldn't care about, check out the Team Tiger Awesome show every Sunday on the Jericho Network right here on Podcast One.
<laughs> Suitably ridiculous as always. And if you want more TTA, go subscribe to the Team Tiger Awesome Show at Apple Podcasts. Be sure to leave them a five-star rating and review. Leave all the Jericho Network podcasts five-star ratings and reviews at Apple Podcasts. Killing the Town with Storm and Cyrus. A great episode this week with Bad Luck Fale uh, checking in from Japan. Marty Skrull checking in from New Japan. Cyrus on the spot reporter. Also, they debate uh, if Vince McMahon really killed all the small territories. Rock talk with Mitch LaFon, uh, Josh Todd from Buck Cherry talking about all the controversy in that band going on. Raven Effect. Raven explains how he created the Dudleys uh, after last week's episode about how he created the Raven character for ECW. Lots of great ECW stories from Raven. And of course, Keep It 100 with Conan, the greatest show uh, on the on the Jericho Network. I, I love this show. It's like a, a, a men's magazine radio talk show. What was that show called uh, with that uh, Adam Carolla hosted with Jimmy Kimmel? The Man Show. This is the man show on the Jericho Network. And, of course, Beyond the Darkness, the biggest show on the Jericho Network, five days a week, scaring the crap out of you with brand-new Supernatural episodes. And you can get in on their True Crime Tuesdays as well. Dave Schrader and Tim Dennis, the two masterminds behind Beyond the Darkness, are doing a weekly True Crime Tuesday podcast. But you can only get that by signing up at Patreon.com for just 5 bucks a month, and you get a new episode every single Tuesday with no commercials. Commercial-free, go sign up now at Patreon.com. And one last big thank you to you for listening and all this episode's tremendous sponsors who allow me to do the show for you for free for twice a week. Talk about DDP Yoga. Go to ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. Get 20% off the DDP Yoga Now app and all DDPY-related merch and clothing. Talking about Little Caesars. Get the extra most bestest pizza for just six bucks plus tax to participate in locations. What a deal that is. Or my favorite new show, uh, Alone. New episodes of Alone air Thursdays at 10 Eastern, 9 Central on History. This is real reality, people. And, of course, True Car. Save time, save money. Get the best cars available in the market with True Car. Thank you so much for listening. Keep listening for the 60-second AP News headlines coming up next. And coming up uh, uh, on Friday, it's a very special episode, and it's a... Uh, quite a uh, maybe quite a controversial episode and it's something that i've been meaning to do and wanting to do for a long time uh it's basically uh, a show after the 10 year anniversary since the chris benoit tragedy i wanted to put that aside and talk about chris benoit the wrestler in his career not glorify uh, the man for what he did at the end of his life but just discuss uh, a career um where you're talking about Benoit was probably one of the best wrestlers of all time. And that doesn't excuse anything that he did at the end of his life. But I wanted to be objective and talk about his career, um, the life he led up until the last weekend of his life, and not focus on the tragedy, but focus on the career and just the facts of of just how amazing of a performer he was as a wrestler, uh, and also maybe some of the reasons why he was such a great wrestler. And we'll delve into a little bit of his psyche. And to do that, I, I brought and Dave Meltzer, who was a friend of Chris and also obviously uh, one of the biggest experts in pro wrestling history, who will honestly tell you that Benoit was one of his top five, if not top three wrestlers of all time. So it's an objective discussion about the career of Chris Benoit. It's Benoit 10 years later on Friday uh, on Talk is Jericho. It might be controversial, but it's something that I needed to do for myself. And um, I, I think that you'll get a lot out of this show, a lot of insight and a lot of... Um, 
like we said, is it okay to talk about Chris Benoit, the wrestler? Well, we're going to find out because I wanted to delve into that subject because a lot of my best matches in the early 2000s and late 90s were with Chris Benoit, and I could never talk about them anymore, but I felt it might be time to uh, at least uh, discuss the subject. So it's Chris Jericho and Dave Meltzer discussing uh, Benoit 10 years later this Friday. Uh, Be safe, be cool, and we'll talk to you soon. Uh, Peace, love, and hugs, and a big yeah, boy. Listen to new episodes of Talk is Jericho every Wednesday and Friday on the Podcast One app, or subscribe at Apple Podcasts or PodcastOne.com.